You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Sure, we live? Yeah. All right, welcome back to the weekly SA Talk Show. Uh, co-host Cody Owens, special guest Jonathan Toshnak, co-founder of Service Autopilot. Uh, Jonathan, it's been, uh, what, a few months since we've seen each other live with the SA uh, Regional Group in San Diego last time that uh, we've joined each other uh, either together or remotely. Yep. It's been a while. This autopilot. Uh, Jonathan, it's been. Uh... Oh, you still there? Sure, this is one thing. We're throwing a link over. Okay. Um, so basically what we're going to be doing today is uh, Jonathan's going to kind of give us a state of the union address where service autopilot is at today. Uh, quick rerun of uh, 2017 and where we're going in 2018. Uh, first of all, just as an SA user and as a certified advisor, I want to uh, just thank Jonathan and John Caldwell um, for giving us a, a great place on Facebook to uh, share ideas and help each other's grower businesses. Um, and obviously the opportunity to uh, just kind of help other users in the service autopilot ecosystem through the different regional events and the Facebook lives that Jonathan and I have been doing. So um, Jonathan, we'll turn it over to you and, and kind of let you run with it. If we have some time, if people are watching, uh, you want to submit some questions. Uh, I know obviously you'd love to drop a knowledge bomb on us here or there. Um, so if you have some questions, we have some time at the end of the 45, 50 minutes here. Uh, we'll get into maybe some live Q&A. Okay. Sounds good. So Mike asked me to do this and Cody as well. And uh, we'd like to do this, a what, what we're about to kind of talk through, what we're doing at SA, some of the stuff that's coming, um, just kind of how we work. I might throw a few things out at you today just because you know, looking at the forum, talking to some members that we don't get to see very often, it's not really clear on how we actually operate or what the business looks like. So I'd like to talk through a little bit of that process with you. In the, in the future, Mike and I and Cody, we've talked about doing this again. And when we do it again, we'll get John Caldwell, my business partner, our CTO involved. And then we can get a little bit more into the weeds as, you know, as to when something might come out or might be released. I do not run that side of the company. And I, um, you know, it's very different than back in the day. You know, if, if you talked to me five years ago, wasn't even this that long ago, and you said, hey, I got this problem, I'd go talk to a developer. I don't talk to our dev team anymore. That is completely breaking the process. In fact, John and some others will get upset at me if I were to go do that. So um, the only way I know what is, is going on is through our management meetings, which we do quite a few of, and I can kind of explain that process to you. So the idea is here, I'll give you some background, I'll tell you some of the stuff that I know we're working on, uh, we follow a process. Um, we're, I won't say that we're perfect at it, but we're vastly better than we were two years ago, and we keep getting better. Um, still, on my side, there's a lot of dissatisfaction around some of our internal processes that that's just part of growing up as a company, but I'd like to give you a little insight as to that. And then, as I said, in the future, we'll get John involved, and then we can give you some more specifics, and, and he can probably do a bit better job answering some of the questions that I may not be able to answer today, depending on what you ask. So Mike, Cody, you guys, I mean, just guide me if you want me to go in a different direction, but just to throw some stuff out there, just so you know a little bit about where we're at. Um, we're somewhere between 75 and 80 team members. I'm not quite sure we're bringing on team members all the time. In fact, today we are interviewing, we've got a whole list of individuals we're looking for. So we're getting to be a little bit bigger operation. Um, we, uh, we run four development 
teams. So this is something you may not be aware of. I see a lot of comments around Sorry, me. Sorry, I have to say hi to Dave every week when he lets me know that he's here. Hey, Dave. <laughs> hey, Dave from Iowa. Like, is that Dave? Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah and, and if it helps too, uh, with your blessing, Jonathan, I had a video when uh, I I visited uh, SA in uh, August of last year. Uh, if people want to see the peek behind the scenes with John, well, uh, John Caldwell, we, we walked through the whole um, SA office. So if people are kind of curious what's going on behind the scenes, we can uh, post a video on, underneath this too. So people can kind of understand what you're talking about in the halls and uh, the different areas of the, the business okay. as well. Yeah. So that's a little bit size wise. The way it works internally is we have four development teams. Um, so when you, you might hear someone say, well, this whole automation thing, it's slowing down everything. It starts off. And not really because they're completely separate teams and they've been staffed very specifically for only automations. They don't get involved in the main system and the main system people don't work on automations and automations has its own support and its own special services teams. And so that's the way we operate. So if you kind of imagine internally, we have what's called a main site development team. We have a mobile development team. We have uh, individuals on the mobile development team that specialize in Apple, uh, which would be specific programming languages like Swift and then we have uh, those that specialize in Droid, everything Android, which runs on Samsung and so many of the other devices. Then we have what you might think of as a QuickBooks team for a finance team. It's also an architecture team. Uh, architecture is a huge part of what we do. Uh, the scale of what we're doing is very significant as compared to the majority of software companies that exist, um, just because we're getting big and we manage more data than most software solutions. It's an unbelievable amount of data that we move every minute through the system. And so the architecture team is constantly working on architectural things. How do you get credit cards to process faster? How do you delete data from the database? So it's just, I could go down the list, but they also deal with finance. So QuickBooks desktop, QuickBooks online. And then we and have- the goal is streamlining. Constant streamlining. Data yeah, this thing is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the just the backend maintenance um, to be able to go from the amount of members we have now to where we're going, to be able to take your company from the size and the amount of data you deal with to whatever you might deal with. So we have some clients that might charge 10,000 credit cards a week, or you know that may be slightly exaggerated, but it's a significant number like that, whereas we have other members that charge 20 credit cards a week. Well, we gotta be able to handle the guys and gals that have are doing 10,000 credit cards a week that'll eventually do 20,000 credit cards a week. And so that's architectural stuff, and there's maintaining the database and the backups, and like for example, one thing I'm about to tell you is we're moving to a new data center in June. Um, just, it's significant. So we have automations team, we have a main site team, we have a mobile team, and then we have an architectural finance team. Four completely different teams. They're filled with developers. They're, each team has their own testers. They have their own development team, and then they have what we call a business analyst, and that business analyst's job is to receive everything that's coming in from our members. What are they frustrated about? What are they asking about? What do they need? Um, and then their job is to take all of that data uh, and they kind of refine it. They create what are called user stories around it to figure out what is it the member's actually asking for, how many members might it affect. And then that block of requests that they might hear on any one of these teams goes in front of what are called the stakeholders in the company. So that's an individual that represents marketing, an individual represents sales. It's myself, it's John, it's our COO. It's uh, Mindy who runs support. That They are stakeholders in the company. Chris runs training. And this group then is becomes aware of what the requests are. And as a group, we decide what the priorities have to be uh, based on 
existing members, based on architecture, based, based on new development versus improving what we already have, and the strategic plan of where we're going as a company and as a system. And that's how we make decisions on what's gonna get done. And then the development team builds it. It goes into testing for some amount of time. Um, after it's ready through testing, then it gets deployed out to the, the full system. And so that's a little bit, that's a very, very elementary and brief explanation of how it actually works internally. That's why earlier on I said, I can't go talk to a team and say, hey, could you do this thing? Because everything they're doing has already been pre-planned for several weeks in advance. Um, anything I introduce and say, team, can you do this? Which I'm, again, not allowed to do, would totally mess up what they're derail working the on. Process. Derail the process, blow up the process, and then it would screw up all the testing. If at the last minute I come in and say, you gotta do this one thing, and they put it in, they gotta literally retest everything that they may have tested for two or three weeks. We have automated programmatic testing, we have human testing, lots of human testing, um, but all of it would have to be retested. The system's so massive and so intertwined um, that you know if, if you change one thing, it's all gotta be retested. And so that's, that's a little bit of that process. Um, so yeah. if you guys are curious about the business analyst position and, and what those guys are working on and that user story idea, uh, we had Ty, one of our business analysts on the podcast a while back over on the Profit Roadmap, you can listen to him talk about that and the way that you can apply that concept to your business. Uh, so just to kind of tie what we're talking about here into something that you can use, that episode of the Profit Roadmap would probably help you a lot. Cool. Um, do you want me to talk about a few of the things we're working on? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Just, just a little background too, if, if people haven't been to the main headquarters, um, I know first time I met Jonathan was probably five or six years ago at their first location, or I guess the second location after you got out of the mini storage units, but. Um, the which is pretty crazy. So they, if you if weren't aware, I guess SA, basically they started in a glorified, uh, modified um, mini storage unit. It's also on the profit roadmap. Really cool story uh, how Scott Howard actually started working for SA. But um, their, their second actual office going from that to where they're at now, um, and Jonathan spoke to it. I mean, there really is, I don't have a software background, but it is really uh, a inspiring from the outside that you can do that so quick with a business, but um, they really, I mean, he's not even doing it justice. I mean, they've really segmented the parts of the business and to be there for two or three days and see how they interact. Um, and I think John would probably change the locks on if you tried to go in and change some of the development mid swing, if I, if I was reading between the lines, but um, it, it's, it's pretty impressive. Um, so I'll post that video just so you can kind of get a little peek under the hood, but yeah, I, I guess Jonathan, if you can kind of just dive in and give us some perspective of where you guys are going, if somebody hasn't been to a service autopilot convention, uh, SA4 last year was was absolutely killer. You guys keep outdoing yourselves with the new uh, location down in Dallas if you weren't at SA, SA4. Uh, but maybe a little perspective of some of the things that were announced, maybe different things that you guys uh, talked about that if somebody wasn't at SA4, they weren't able to make it, maybe kind of shed some light on that and where we're going. Because uh, I know if you weren't at the conference, you might not have caught everything that um, was laid out. Does that make sense? And maybe uh, wherever you want to take it, if we hit some Q&A. I'll do that real quick. I'll talk about the conference just as, uh, so we're going to make an official announcement maybe in a month, but uh, SA5 this year is going to be on November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And if you just heard those dates and you have little kids, you're like, oh my gosh, Halloween's the night before. We're going to do a, we're going to do a cool, uh, um, a setup where if Are we you trick or treating, yeah, we, we have talked about that. We've, we, we, we know that uh, we have to overcome this, Halloween challenge that it will, uh, I don't have little kids anymore, so it's not a big deal in my world, but um, if it's a big deal in your world, we're gonna structure the event so that you could fly in on the first, the morning of, and be at the event by 1 p.m. and you won't miss anything major. 
And then if you don't care about that holiday called Halloween or and you're, you know, maybe you don't have little kids or whatever the case may be, um, then we're going to have content and we're going to be doing some fun stuff at, in the morning. Uh, leading up to the official start time of the first, uh, or I'm sorry, 1, 1 p.m. So go ahead and put on your calendar November 1, 2, and 3. In probably about a month, we're going to open up early sign-up like we do every year. It's your only opportunity to get after-party tickets. Every year we worry, like, how are we going to top last year's after-party? Because last year was the aquarium, and universally everyone said it's the best one we've done. I think we got a better one. It's a, it's a miracle that we found an even cooler venue. So I'm super excited about the venue. I'm you piqued my curiosity. So after the call, I'm going to hand my phone over. You can call my wife and let her know I will not be at Halloween because I will be there for the first day of content. But uh, that was on you. But I, I can't wait to see what you guys got in store because uh, was it the, the reunion tower was two years ago. We had uh, the aquarium. We had a, a manatee with a uh, scuba diver with a uh, essay signage in a, in a tank. If you haven't seen it, it, it was and, something to behold. But this year, the venue suite. So hopefully everyone will agree. We're super excited. Anyway, that was enough about that. More than anything, I just wanted to say those are the dates. November 1, 2, or 3. Contracts have all been signed. Um, it's going to be back at the uh, same location, which is the Dallas Regency. It's basically, if you could picture the big, giant Dallas mall on the skyline, it's that landmark hotel. We're hosting the event there again. Um, but it's bigger this year, so it'll be cool. Anyway, so talking about some of the stuff that John talked about. So at, at the event... Um, Last year, John talked about what we had been working on and everything that he talked about at the event had was in progress. Um, he may not, he may have been clear enough, may not have, I'm not quite sure, but I've heard a lot of discussion on the Facebook uh, user or service autopilot member Facebook group, whatever we call that thing. I think I'm getting my words twisted there. Some version of alphabet soup. Yeah, something like that. Um, that uh, all these things were gonna, supposed to have come out in January and just a little behind the scenes, a lot of the things we work on take a year to two years to build. I mean, some of the big stuff is a unbelievably huge financial and time commitment. And so some of the things that were talked about had already been in the works, being developed and, and focused on for months and months and months, but they weren't fully done. So I'm just gonna run through a few of the things he talked about. And if you weren't at the event, maybe this will be the first time you heard about it, you've heard about it. So we have been working on a payroll system that will be uh, where it's a new time tracking system for us. It's a little bit uh, based on some, in, well, the, the current mobile system uh, will need to be able to handle, but the new mobile system is even better at time tracking. The new one that's coming, we're gonna keep both mobile systems. I'll, I'll come back and talk about that. We're, we're improving the time tracking, time card system, the time everything inside the main system. Um, there's a wall clock element. Um, and on top of that, it will integrate with payroll services. So we'll collect all the time and the money and things of that sort, and then we'll integrate back into payroll services. It's a big undertaking. Um, we have spent a lot of time working on it. Right now, that project is being worked on a little bit. There's a couple other big things we're working on, which we pulled some resources off very intentionally um, based on some other promises that we've made to you. But that is going to come out this year. Um, that, that development's way down the road. Um, so that's one thing you might have heard about. There was a new reporting system with customized reporting. It's a whole new thing we're calling Report Center. That was, I believe, for the most part done last November. Um, there's been a couple holdups on it because of a third party where we licensed some technology from this very massive company. Um, we licensed some technology from them where we paid a 
significant amount of money to them and pay a monthly fee to them for life. They've had a bug since June that just got fixed in February that held up the release of our project that we finished. Uh, we were still working on it a little bit at the beginning of this year, but really it was done. Um, because of the timing of that company fixing their bug, which now makes it possible for us to release what we built last year, um, the timing is just not awesome because things are moving so fast here at Service Autopilot. You're in your busy season or coming into it that we are going to release in our support while we're very staffed up and we're constantly hiring. We're very busy on the support side and we don't want to lower the support response time. And as a result, we're going to hold the new reporting system until the very beginning of May. That's the current plan. So it's done, ready for you. We're just holding it and we're going to release it because it's going to generate quite a bit of support on our side and we don't want it to harm um, support for the main system like scheduling and invoice and everything else you need right now to run your business during the main season. So that's coming. Um, and guys interject if you want to. One of the things that I alluded to, the idea that we're moving to a new data center, we've been making all kinds of upgrades. We've upgraded our database. We've added incredible amounts of memory. We've added new servers. And every time you make another upgrade, it, it exposes, just like in our businesses, it exposes the next bottleneck. And so we've got some additional bottlenecks that we're working through to increase speed. One of the only ways we can solve one of the bottlenecks is literally to move to a new data center. There's a whole lot of information I won't bother to, uh, telling you about that's kind of complicated. And so that's coming pretty soon. That's coming in, in June. Nothing you have to really worry about or think about stuff we've been working on since last year. It's a massive undertaking. Um, we have the new mobile system, uh, just a little, you know, set the tone for what the way we're thinking about mobiles moving forward. We have our current mobile system. We're going to continue to support it. We'll continue to improve it. But our path forward is one of having multiple mobile systems built for different types of users. So this first mobile system that we're releasing is mainly for an individual that's predominantly clocking in and out of a job, needs job notes, needs to know about product, but they're not invoicing from their phone. They're not. Uh, you know, they're not doing chemical tracking. There's a number of things that they're not doing. And those things can all continue to be satisfied on the main mobile site. This mobile site is scaled back simplicity, completely rethought design. It's all about speed. It's all about better tracking of your GPS points. It's all about better tracking of time. Just some of the little challenges um, from a technology standpoint that could never be solved without rewriting the entire app. They've been done for this app. And so moving forward, we're going to have multiples of these apps. So you might have an estimator app eventually. You may have a app specific to, and don't hold me to this, but just to give you an example, a fertilization weed control tech or an irrigation tech. That's the way we're thinking about mobiles moving forward. Don't worry, guys. When I upload the recorded version of the video, I'll cut out the part where you said don't hold me to it. Well, that's the <laughs> dilemma. Is we, and that's the, is you go through a process and you have 20,000 individuals using something you release. So let's say you release it to 3,000 and you learn. Like what we'll see a lot is we'll get members come through our office, they'll give us all this feedback and then you build what they want. And then when they give it to them, it's like, oh, I didn't think of this or I needed that or why did you do it this way? And so sometimes you can only figure stuff out by getting it in our hands and our members' hands and then you learn. And so the deal is the game changes, the plans change. We have to change plans all the time because if we make a plan and we find out we're moving down the wrong road, then we're not too sharp if we just go on down the wrong road because we said, well, we made the plan. Like as we learn, we have to change things. And so we 
That's why I said what I said. You know, maybe in the future we find out, okay, this mogul strategy isn't as exciting to our members as we thought it would be. But the reason behind it is we're trying to bring simplicity. So if you think about it, you give a mobile device to your team member, we need that team member to be able to use this thing easily with minimal training. And when you try to solve every single problem for every different type of team member on one mobile device, it brings complexity to the problem. And the only way we know how to pull complexity out of the situation is to build mobile apps for different types of team members. So that's the current thinking. And, and the, the goal then would be that your uh, you know, generic field worker isn't overwhelmed when they open the app with 20 different options in the menu of what they can do. Their job is to open it, log in, see their jobs, go do them, and not be troubled by other things that the app could do that they don't need. Yep, 100%. And, and that's, that's huge. Even like when we're training an admin in our, our office, when we bring them in new, we, we train them to two or three screens. We don't train them to the whole service autopilot system because that's overwhelming. We, and, and that makes complete sense, Jonathan. So if we can expedite that training process and the learning curve, I mean, and I'm assuming if, it, if it's lighter, it's probably going to be a little more nimble and run a lot quicker too. Not that it's slow now, but I mean, it, it would probably be lightning fast. So. I mean, we're not, we don't live in la-la land. We can tell you about all the challenges and frustrations. The dilemma is technology is advancing so fast. What we used to build the mobile app back in the day, well, the technology that we built, the new mobile version, didn't even exist back when we created the new mobile version. It's just changing and moving that fast. And so the reality is, yeah, it's slower than it should be. It moves more data back and forth via cellular than we want to move, even though it's got a pretty small footprint. It's G, there's holes in the GPS data for a, because Apple changed the rules of engagement since we released the original mobile app. I can tell you a whole lot of challenges with it. And the solution is to rebuild it using the latest and greatest technology. And the, the reality is that we're going to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to rebuild it again here at some point because technology is going to change again and it's moving that fast. But that's our job. And so, Mike, I mean, I wouldn't disagree in any way. Uh, there's tons of room for improvement in so many parts of the system, and we're working through them methodically. Um, and make, make sure you subscribe to the show so you'll never miss a podcast. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Yeah, I just I love your transparency, and I think that's that's one thing that's just I can't emphasize enough, just even – uh, a couple things that were in the Facebook group the a uh, couple weeks ago that you're just really transparent with us. So I, I appreciate that as a user, just um, that your your investment to this is 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 impressive. I mean, it really is. Thank you. This is what I want to do. This is what John wants to do. Like, I don't want to go do anything else. This is what I want to do. It's tiring and frustrating some days. You guys know how it is. We all have this. But you know, at the end of the day, every day I wake up and this is what I want to do more than anything else I could be doing in life. So it's it's you know I'm excited about it. it just takes time takes a lot more time than it seems to build these things. Even as we just throw more people at it, more money at these challenges, it still just takes time. And maybe that transitions into one of my favorite things, like the thing that I wanted two years ago, and that is we're building an entirely new user interface for Service Hall. For a few of you, that may scare you. Like, oh my gosh, you're gonna change my world. I've trained all my team members. You're gonna blow up my whole company by changing the look and feel of your software. We're gonna do it in such a way where you can use what you got, switch over to the new thing when you're ready. Awesome. Um, and so we've been working on this project for I don't know how long, long time. And uh, it's going to roll out in phases. You're going to see part of that that first rollout this year. We've got internal designers. We've done external user testing with complete, with people that uh, don't even work in our industries to see if they could use the software. Like, for example, you give them a task and say, hey, I want you to charge this job to a credit card. Can they figure it out without knowing our industries? Can they figure it out without... 
ever having worked at a company like the ones we own? Could they figure it out without knowing anything intuitively inside the solution? And we've been doing that kind of stuff. And so we're rebuilding the look and feel of the solution. It's gonna, as I said, roll out phases. We call it version three of Service Autopilot. That's one of the most significant of undertakings that's going on inside our business right now. And you're, you're gonna start to see some of that. That's what I'm personally unbelievably excited about. When Report Center comes out, it'll be in the design of version three, right? There will, yeah, it'll, you'll see it. You'll see a little kind of a sneak preview of a bit of that design. Yeah, yep, yep. It's really pretty, guys. It's a lot better. It's a lot better. But again, that's just the thing. You know, you know, you were like the latest and greatest in the back in the day when we got started and and uh, used the technology that was available to us at that time. This is an example where you really example where you really look and feel of many years to stay to stay so we've been working on that. We've been working on that. We start seeing that this year, and that brings something. That brings something I've also seen inside inside the group, and it's a group, and it's of our system where we're going to system where we're going and that is forms. That is right now. Forms right now. Forms are not going to have these mobile issues. Mobile issues. The form that you built. It's just that you built. Going on with that form going on. It's not responsive design. Signing all that up and all that up. So there's some things. So there's some things that we need this handle. Handle and uh, we are. It's just some of it being handled in the next version. Service auto. Which which I mean it's that more often more often. Um, but forms, if it's forms, if it's kind of kind of use a heartache, heartache. That's an example. That's an example of an area of the system that system highly highly in where we're going where we're going in the future. Be a huge amount of but some of the things Hey, Mike, are your headphones still Yeah, they are. Uh, the audio is it's wonky. I'm getting some uh, live comments. Um, is my audio just as jacked up? If anybody's watching or still watching, um, is the audio okay from here? Yeah, you're fine. I'm not getting an echo on you, but I'm hearing. But I'm hearing that. I'm back. Okay, yeah, there is. It, it sounds like it's from the SAN. True, nothing else is open. Open. So in the meantime, in the meantime, hopefully you can hear me. Those were some of the big items. Some of the big items. Mike, um, and, you know, there's other stuff. There's other stuff that's going on. But yeah, it, we've learned to not say too much about some things too early because early because I might say okay you'll say okay you'll like months and it may be here and there's no way to predict no way to no project plan you possibly create we create that will handle all the dependent things you'll discover when you get in there to build it or you know you just never know and so things get moved around so some of the things we're working on further out into the future we're going to continue to be a bit quiet around the quiet around over promise, but promise. Yes, guess at our future. Yes, at our future is we're scheduled. We're going. We're going to continue to focus significantly on everything around scheduling. Everything around It's going to get better. I have a big vision. I have a big John is a big vision. He has a big vision. Vision of our scheduling. Be in five years. Five years. And automations is automations is very business. This is this is this is inning number one. Inning number one. It's it's the future. And it's going to take a long time to realize the future that we um, And again, it's um, and again, it's been working on mobiles, on mobile online, and the main system. I promise you, it's not. We spend the money to go hire. I need to go hire. Thanks. So it's not. It's the future. 
then the system, then the system once the work, work is done, done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we know. It's yeah, we Facebook. Know. We don't know how to fix it. We don't know how to fix it. We just were handed a note that the sound is not awesome. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, we are on an insanely fast data connection here at our office. And uh, I don't know what. I don't know what. Wow. Guys, I will sign for next week. The, the I didn't have any trouble with this software until I paid them to use it. And it has been very buggy since then. Since then. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap uh, it. Go ahead and wrap it. Yeah, how, yeah, how, I'll, I'll, let's wrap it. Let's wrap it. All right, yeah, well, let's, let's wrap it up. Um, Jonathan Cody from uh, the Service Autopilot. Uh, Echo Chamber. Dallas, the Echo Chamber. Um, I'm no longer my wife's SUV today, so that's a positive um, in New York. And not so sunny, obviously. Uh, but we'll be back. Uh, if you guys have any questions for Jonathan uh, or myself or Cody, drop below. We'll see if we can't make a quick couple of videos here over the next few days to answer those questions. But um, to everybody who joined us or watched this recording video, I want to say thanks. Jonathan, know you're a busy man. Really appreciate you spending some time with Cody and I. Uh, up next week, we've got Jim Evans, the um, head of partner development and I believe marketing, um, sales. And over launch, onboarding. Okay, so uh, if everything goes well, we're going to have Jim Evans uh, live on the um, SA Group here, weekly talk show, going over some business strategy, how we can use the things they've learned at SA to help grow and uh, scale our lawn care and home cleaning businesses. Uh, in addition, uh, Cody, Bear, and myself uh, may take a solo stance and just do some live Q&A and go over some best business practice. If you haven't checked it out, you've got a few minutes, you may have had blocked off your schedule, check out the Profit Roadmap. Until then, we'll see you next week. Jonathan, Cody, thanks again from the Echo Chamber. Bye, guys. Bye. Take care, guys. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.